For your sports talk fix every day from four to six is scowls or impressed. For your sports talk fix every day from four to six is scowls or impressed. For your sports talk fix every day from four to six is scowls or impressed. For your sports talk fix every day from four to six is scowls or impressed. Live from the Gruber Law Office's One Call, That's All studios at Radio City, this is Scalzo and Brust, presented by Potosi Brewing Company on 94.5 ESPN and Wisconsin On Demand. It's a party, baby. Potosi Brewing Company across ESPN Wisconsin. He's Ben Brust. I'm Greg Scalzo. Alex Strofe. Josh Dimaggio running right the show. You, the Scalzo and Brust family on Twitter. At Scalzo and Brust calling us, texting us 800-990-3776. A superior human being uh, decathlon to see who is the better all-around, I don't know, person, athlete. Uh, it is a... Richard measuring contest between Alex Strofe, the young up-and-comer, and Ben Brust, the uh, seasoned superstar, uh, to see what will happen across 10 events. We need help from the Scalzo and Brust family. What are the events? Once we establish that, we'll set the odds, and then we will be able to actualize it into existence and declare one of them the superior human being. I mean, if it's a Richard measuring contest, I already won this challenge. We can move on. It's done. Alex, your response? <laughs> I, I don't know that I have one. Uh, I, that's that's definitely incorrect. Spoke, um, spoken like know, a true the, small the, Richard guy. <laughs> small Richard guy. I don't like the Richard measuring contest uh, reference clearly, at all. Um, clearly you did. That, that, that better not. Is that one of the events? Are we going to publicize the results? Like, I don't, I don't love this idea. Let's do it. I ain't worried about it. Clearly you are. <laughs> Kevin and Sheboygan goes in a different direction, says, Bags, I'd love to hear Jesse Nelson do play-by-play of a cornhole match. (laughs) (laughs) What about Jesse Nelson on the play-by-play for that uh, measuring contest? (laughs) (laughs) Eric from Madison says, Nude hard seltzer half mile and follow both with video to make sure Ben doesn't cheat or so we can see him rolling on the ground in pain. I mean, again, you guys are sticking. You want to go nude hard seltzer? I mean, it's aligning up with my strength and Richard. So. Two for one. You yeah. guys could do it nude. <laughs> yeah, there you, you go. You measure your Richards and run your miles. I mean, he'll be so scared he'll want to run behind me. <laughs> I don't know what I don't know if you want to phrase it that way. Uh, Brent Claire says bat races. Brent Claire says Greg. bat races. What's a why why? <laughs> bat races. I don't know what that is. It's like dizzy bat. Have you played dizzy bat before? Yeah, spin around. Okay, got it. Yeah. Yep. Yep. You drink. What about a hundred meter dash? I'll smoke them. I like a race. Nothing like a good old-fashioned foot race. Exactly. How do you feel about that? Stroke? I love it. You look them in the eye. You you're next to each other, and you know, like you're my competition. And again, he'll be behind me, even though I don't want him behind me. If you were in the nude heart seltzer mile. 
Yeah, uh, I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm, uh, yeah, yeah, um, yeah, I'm in on a race. I'm taller than him. I've got a longer stride than him. I'll win that one. <laughs> Whoa. He did drop in that he's taller than oh, you right Oh, no. Was. That's fine. He can be taller so, and So, I mean, if, we're, if we go back to the Richard measuring contest, right? Height? Yeah, I don't know. What size shoe are you? <laughs> Twelve and a half. Thirteen. Oh, <laughs> sucker. <laughs> oh, you should have lied, you idiot. Josh from Heartland says, I have a few random ideas off the top of my head. Pea bottle challenge, give them both a gallon of water to drink during a show, then give them each an empty gallon after seeing and after and see who fills it up more. I mean, I mean, clearly the advantage is to me. I've, I've... Do you have? Some... No, I don't think so. <laughs> oh, yeah. I've, I've gone to the bathroom three times in the last hour. I mean, but peeing in a bottle is a skill. I mean, there's, there, there, it just is, and I don't know if you have that. I've mastered that's, it. That's fair. Uh, I, I am not a disgusting creature like you. I don't <laughs> pee in bottles often. <laughs> Whoa. That's all right. The uh, Pucker Up Challenge, uh, find a farmer's market and set up dueling kissing booths. Charge oh, per kiss and see which guy makes more money in an hour. I mean, that's just unfair. Have you seen these pearly whites? <laughs> the hair's looking good today. What if we include stats on how often you've brushed your teeth in the past year? They'd still go to me. I will say that uh, nobody likes lo- no nobody likes so so. My daughter now is at the point where like I can put her in front of a mirror and she loves to look at herself. And I always think like, man, this is a long time to be looking. Bruce, do you just stare sometimes at yourself in the mirror? Uh, yeah, I mean, you're absolutely right, Greg. I mean, sometimes I just look at the mirror. I'm like, damn, you are handsome. You deserve to look at yourself this long. <laughs> He also goes on, that being Josh from Heartland, says Ocean's Eleven Challenge. Give them each 20 minutes in the office to see how much money or possessions they can steal from their coworkers. I don't know if we can uh, do that one, but I, mean, I feel confident. You guys call me a scam artist. You guys say I scam everybody. I, I think I could add steel to my resume. 262 chimes in. It says medieval-style duel with paintball guns. Like that. Also, Ben's impression of Alex's voice may be the funniest thing he's ever done on the show. LOL. Oh, my God. Well, I'll keep it coming. I mean, again, trust That's me. That's what she said. Ben, every, every time I read something about you doing Strofe's impression, you need to do Strofe's impression. Well, all right. I mean, if we're going to do this thing where I got to talk like Alex Strofe, yeah, I'll do it. I'll, I'll get my voice to sound like the guy who does the sports centers in Madison at 5 o'clock. This is Alex Strofe. The Bucks play at 6.30. They are a point underdog. We'll see how the Bucks respond. Here's what Giannis had to say after their game one loss on Saturday. Greg Bayer on Twitter at Scalzo Broth says, need one random event. Play the game of Cub, K-U-B-B. I don't know. I've never tried that. That one I have no idea as well. I saw that, Greg, and I, 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 what? Says it will be your new favorite yard game. Ron in the key trying to make this about himself says, you've had the thriller in Manila. Can we interest you in the scrimmage in the village? The king of P and Ron in the key looking to kick some ass of kids behind the glass. I don't get it. Deep voice versus deep pockets. Rat tat versus rich cat. Deep voice meaning 
Deep Voice meaning Alex Strove. Deep Pockets meaning you because you're worth $5 million according to Google. Rat Tat meaning Josh DiMaggio who has a rat tattoo versus Rich Cat meaning Ron in the Key who's obviously Ronnie Moneybags. He's self-proclaimed though. I don't want to give him that title. He's got to, he's got to show us his bank statements before we call him Rich. All right, 800-990-3776, the number to get into the show. Keep the ideas coming. Uh, we do have Jason Wilde coming up next for the Lottery of Punishment and some Packers talk on Scalzo and Bras. I'm Alex Strofe. You're listening to Scalzo and Bras. Wait, wait, I don't want this to turn on to me completely because Greg did get scammed by the internet, but I did scam Josh DiMaggio today. Yeah, I mean... You scam everybody every day. <laughs> That's why you are unscammable because you are constantly the scammer. Looking, I yeah. am the scammed. I, I know where to look. <laughs> if there's a scam, I'll know. And Greg, you just... You believe in people too much, I guess. Subscribe and listen to full show podcasts available free on Apple, Spotify, and wherever you get your podcasts. This is presented by Potosi Brewing Company across ESPN Wisconsin. He's Ben Brust. I'm Greg Scalzo. Alex Strofe, Joshy DiMaggio running the show. And, of course, you, the Scalzo and Brust family on Twitter, at Scalzo and Brust, calling us, texting us, 800-990-3776. It is Monday. It's time to talk to our guy, Jason Wilde, for the Lottery of Philanthropy. Let's do some good. It's the Lottery of Philanthropy on Scalzo and Brust with Jason Wilde. One winner, one loser, and one lucky charity will donate to. Want your favorite charity to be featured? Tweet the show at Scalzo and Brust. Jason Wilde, before we get to the Lottery of Philanthropy, how are you? I'm great, guys. Um, I'm a little tired. I'm a little, I'm a little uh, out of breath, but otherwise I'm good. Out of breath from running? From uh, carrying big bags of mulch from uh, from our partners at Fleet Farm, where one of the guys in the outside yard pickup area, Dustin, has now had a name tag made for him that calls him the Dust Dog, which is what Tausch nicknamed him after I told my story. So we are having we now. My next goal is to get them to be allowed to play the show over the loudspeakers in the store from nine to noon because I've got a lot of avid listeners at the store and uh, and so on. So yes, they they uh, they loaded me up in my neighbor's pickup truck and I'm unloading mulch as we speak. But I'm stopping to talk to you guys. Well, Jason, hearing you out of breath moving mulch confirms my theory that if we were in an ESPN Wisconsin Royal Rumble, we would own you in it. So uh, thank you for that. Um, I would fight pretty dirty, though. So <laughs> I, I respect that. I think, I I think we would, too. <laughs> I'd be the Grace and Allen of our Rumble. 
Good callback there. All right, let's get into the lottery of philanthropy. You've got mulch. Mulch day is always a very exciting day at the household. It smells great afterwards. Everything looks good. It feels like a refresh. So I don't want to hold you up too much from your mulch day. Here's how the lottery of philanthropy works. Ben and I each ask Jason Wilde one question. He has to answer one, but only one. Whoever's question he answers is the winner. Whoever's doesn't is the other winner because they get to donate uh, $20 to a charity of their choice. If you have a charity you'd like us to donate to, you can text us 800-990-3776 or tweet us at Scalzo and Brust, and we might pick that, potentially. I ben believe... Brust, would you like to do the honor? Yes, I believe I lost and paid... Um, not paid, it's donated, right? To the ALS. Uh, so... <laughs> Greg, I hate you. Um... <laughs> Jason, over the weekend, Mark Murphy addressed Packer fans on Packers.com using Murphy Takes 5 at Packers.com. He answered five questions. And in one of those questions, he said that we realize we are working to resolve the situation and realize the less both say publicly, the better. Earlier in that very same paragraph, he said the situation we have faced with Aaron Rodgers has divided our fan base. What the hell kind of messages is he trying to send with that? Greg, you've got your work cut out for you. I, uh, in fact, I don't even think you should bother. <laughs> okay, I'll take it. I'll take it. Go ahead. You know what? If he because, asks such a great question, if that's yeah, the question well, you want to answer, Jason, then go ahead and it do is. it. Ben Brust, you know what? I'd rather have he, – he can get a win. It is. It, it is for sure what I want to answer. Well, because... right. You know what? Let me let me ask you one. Let, let, I'm not, I'm not going to give up. I can't. It's not in my nature, Jason. <laughs> oh, quitters never win. Yeah, that's true. Do you think number 12 Aaron Rodgers comes to minicamp? <laughs> no, I don't. All right, so back to Ben's question. I cannot believe that he did that. Like, first of all, Let's let's not lose sight of the fact that he wrote that in response to not a question but a statement that said nothing explicitly about Aaron Rodgers. Ken wrote in, don't let the bastards get you down, and then asked about the Washington football team's nickname. And he chose that opportunity to, in and, and not just in my opinion, in the opinion of people outside, inside the building, uh, I would be willing to bet inside of Aaron Rodgers' uh, agent's office, and I would even bet to Aaron Rodgers himself, that sounded a hell of a lot like Aaron Rodgers is dividing our fan base. I cannot believe he wrote that. Now, there are going to be fans who listen to this show that are going to say, oh, Jason's just overreacting, or he's got a bias toward Rodgers. Fine. You can say that. Go ahead. My point is, is that if you are of the belief that it is dividing the fan base, what possible good does saying that or writing that in his case do? What is the upside? If, if you know it's dividing the fan base, which I don't know to what degree it is, like until we show up at training camp uh, and whether Rogers is there or not, you know, I lived through the summer of 2008 with Rodgers getting booed on family night and people chanting, we want Favre and fire Ted and whatever else. I don't know what the split is. Um, and frankly, neither does Mark Murphy. So 
even if you have perceived that based on the emails you received or whatever, why put it out there? Like, you're the president of the team. It serves no good purpose unless you are trying to improve whatever split that is to come more to your side with the fan base. I just don't and, – and, and to say to write it in the same answer in which you explicitly said the less that is said or talked about publicly, the better, you, you contradicted yourself in the, in the answer. Like, it is unfathomable to me why he did that. Even if he had a PR firm suggesting that that was a good idea or he could help get more people to his side, the bottom line is, this team, whether you like Aaron Rodgers, whether you think he's selfish, whether you think he's a jerk, whatever it is, however you feel about him, you have to acknowledge that they aren't going to win the Super Bowl this year if he's not their quarterback. Because, frankly, they might not win the Super Bowl if he is the quarterback, right? But they're certainly not going to win it with Blake Bortles. They're not going to win it with Jordan Love, no matter how good you think their roster is. So if, that, if we can all agree on that much, no matter how you feel about Rodgers, then how does that improve the chances of Aaron Rodgers coming back? How does that improve the chances, posting it on Saturday before they're reporting to minicamp on Tuesday, of him showing up? It just, I, I, don't, I don't get it. And I'll tell you this, we're at soccer on Saturday, and he posted that, and I've got a little text chain of four other writers and I. And my phone, you know, I'm like trying to watch Sydney soccer game. And my phone lit up. They're all like, I can't believe he wrote this. Like, what is he doing? I, and I'm like, well, wait, wrote what? And then I said, well, I'll read it after Sydney comes off the field when she gets a breather. So I just don't – it was a headline on ESPN.com. It was a headline on SportsIllustrated.com. It was a headline in all the Milwaukee and Green Bay Gannett papers. It was a headline in the Wisconsin State Journal. It was a headline on The Athletic. Like, and and it, the message was – whether he chose those words explicitly or not, just like Rogers chose his words carefully with Kenny Maine of not mentioning the front office in the list of people he loved, it was to send the message that Aaron Rodgers is dividing our fan base. And I just don't understand what possible good comes from that. Is this one of those things where it's going to get worse before it gets better? Or is it just going to just get worse and worse and worse and worse and worse and worse? Because that's all it's doing. I hope not. I, I really do. Look, I, again, look, the, I cover the team, and Wilde and Tausch airs 9 to noon. No matter if Aaron Rodgers is the quarterback or Jordan Love or Blake Bortles or Brett Favre coming out of retirement at age Kurt 50. Banker. To Kurt Banker. I like him. He seems like a likable guy. But I, 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 I had like a thread last night on Twitter because I got a little bit fed up with a lot of the negativity, as I often do. And what I said was, to me, the happy ending is Aaron Rodgers comes back with a an extension that gives him the security that he wants. He goes and he wins a Super Bowl. He affects meaningful cultural change, like no more the you know claiming that we're going to knock down silos like Mark Murphy once did and then failed to do. Legitimately knocking down silos, there being more collaboration, and remember. The coaching staff knows firsthand the value of collaboration with Aaron Rodgers. Because last year, I wrote about it at The Athletic. It was one of my favorite stories that I've done. Last year, 
they spent all their time in Zoom working on what each of the four principles of the offense, LaFleur, offensive coordinator Nathaniel Hackett, quarterbacks coach Luke Getze, and the quarterback Aaron Rodgers, liked, didn't like, what ideas they wanted to bring to the table, what new ideas they wanted to include, and we saw the results. So we know collaboration on that side works. We know Aaron Rodgers thrives on that. He talked about it again and again and again. He called that collaboration his desert rose. So if you're unwilling to collaborate, not kowtow to everything he said, not draft guys that he says, I really want this guy. I'm not saying all that. But if you're not willing to collaborate with him when you know that that's what he thrives on, then you're mishandling your organization and your big your biggest star. And that's not because I like Aaron Rodgers, because trust me, I'm aware he can be a jerk. He can be a pain in the butt. He can be difficult. I am fully aware of all those things. But what he also is is a great player, and you talk to anybody who's been led by him, with the exception of Michael Finley, who didn't want to spend time, extra time learning the offense with him. And they will all say the same thing, that he is a terrific leader. So if they, if they want to win this, to me, winning for Aaron is coming back, playing out those five to seven years that he wanted to still play here, winning another title, changing the way business is done there. And that's something that, I, and I said this last night, I think that's something that his mentor, his role model, Bart Starr, would look down and say, that's my guy. And I hope that he does that. I don't know if he's going to. Everybody seems to think they know what Aaron Rodgers is going to do. Frankly, I don't think Aaron Rodgers knows for sure what he's going to do. So we'll all find out together whenever he decides. Jason, it sounded like you had a little optimism that he could potentially return for minicamp. Uh, has that changed? I heard you um, today on Homer. Yeah, I mean, I, 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 I think it's more than a 0% chance, but I don't think it's a high percent chance. Like, I, I just had somebody tell me, hey, there might be something coming here. And then nothing came. So I don't know what that means. Like, um, I can say this. You know, I don't, I don't travel. This is what I was just telling the guys on WTMJ. That, you know, the rest of us travel uh, a little less uh, luxuriously. But I know he's always got a private jet at his disposal. Um, so if he wanted to show up tomorrow, uh, he could leave on his own personal red eye tonight and get here in time tomorrow to, and he wouldn't even have to take part, like just him being here. And this is the other thing I told the TMJ guys, like I remember 2007 when Favre said he wasn't going to be here. And then eventually he ended up showing up. Um, But, you know, there was a different president then who I think really knew how to operate with people. And I, I just, I don't know if there's enough reason for optimism that he'll show up. But I, my point to Homer after that was I just wouldn't I wouldn't rule anything out right now and a week ago yes I had zero optimism a week ago my thought was there's no way he's coming to minicamp now I guess there's a crack of light but I wouldn't say it's a bright sunshiny cloudless day that's for sure Jason, we know you have to run. Thank you, as always, for the time. $20 will be donated to the MS Society to appropriately honor Ron and the Keys family after Ben Bruss mistakenly uh, attributed a different disease um, to them last week. Uh, that is a great cause. My mom had MS, uh, which Ron knows, so bravo to you guys. And My aunt does um, as well. Thanks, uh Thanks for letting me rant a little bit in between and catch my breath. 
from uh, mulch carry. All right, go go Have lose fun your breath. With the mulch. It's always a good day. All right, guys. See ya. Take See care. Days. Be good. Jason Wilde, of course, you hear him weekdays 9 to noon with the Hall of Famer, Packers Hall of Famer Mark Tauscher, and the Hall Monitor, Jesse Nelson. If you missed any of what Jason said, some really good stuff there on the eve of mandatory minicamp starting at Lambeau Field tomorrow. You can check it out on the Scal Zone Brust Podcast wherever you get your podcast. This is the week American Family Insurance Championship is back. I've been waiting a full year for this. The event takes place this week, June 11th through the 13th at University Ridge Golf Course in Madison. I'll be there. Benny, you'll be there. It's going to be a blast. Yeah. The annual AmFam Championship uh, once again back. American Family Insurance here to protect you, to support you, and to help you achieve all of your dreams. And as part of that, all proceeds of this event go to the Steve Stricker American Family Insurance Foundation, the American Family Children's Hospital, and other great charitable organizations that make Wisconsin a great place to live. So get your tickets, AmFamChampionship.com, AmFamChampionship.com. American Family Insurance, insure carefully, dream fearlessly. You're going to have Stricker there, Andy North is playing, uh, Jim Furyk I saw, VJ Singh, John Daly, um, just some great names going to be out uh, here in Wisconsin playing golf this weekend, Benny Brost. Yes, sir. And uh, Scalzo and Bruss, we have a pro am uh, championship we got to defend. You or me? We do, but we're not on the same. We're not. No, I'm just saying we got team. we got two chances. You or me got to win. We do. One one of us. So you, so one of us wins. It's a team win. That's yes, it's Scalzo and Brust. Not strong. I like that. Uh, we will react to what Jason Wildey told us there, talking about Mark Murphy and his ability to interact with people and his ability to communicate. We saw it in his Packers.com. Murphy takes five Q&A. We'll talk about it next. It's Galzo and Brust. You're listening to Scalzo and Brust. So clearly that where, means you didn't where want was me there. He that weekend? What weekend? Was, was this recent? It was probably a month ago. Yeah. Three weeks ago. I'm sad. Also, Ben... You're what we call a risk around here in terms of COVID. <laughs> <laughs> so until it clears up, I don't know if you're going to be getting the invite, but as soon ah, as we don't have a, pan- boogies. a pandemic anymore, ah, I'll make sure to get you on the invite list. Subscribe and listen to full show podcasts available free on Apple, Spotify, and wherever you get your podcasts. remember 2007 when Favre said he wasn't going to be here and then eventually he ended up showing up um, but you know there was a different president then who I think really knew how to operate with people and I, I just I don't know if there's enough reason for optimism that he'll show up Jason Wilde joined us last segment you can hear the entire thing wherever you listen to your podcast the Scalzo and Bros podcast but he referred there of course to the president, Mark Murphy, juxtaposed with what Brett Favre was dealing with. Packers.com, Murphy takes five Q&A. Ben Bruss calls it a relic from the past. 
like his grandfather sending him a check stapled to a piece of paper on a handwritten note, but it's just Mark Murphy answering five emails in Q&A format and posted to a team website. Um, but in part of that, he says, the situation we face with Aaron Rodgers has divided our fan base. The emails and letters that I've received reflected this fact. As I wrote here last month, we remain committed to resolving things with Aaron and want him to be our quarterback in 2021 and beyond. We are working to resolve the situation and realize that the best both sides, the less both sides say publicly, the better. Ben Brust, you have an issue with this because you think it's contradictory to talk about it while saying the less both sides play, uh, say is better. Jason Wilde echoed that. Um, is it possible that like Mark Murphy wants Aaron Rodgers to leave? But wants it to look like Aaron Rodgers is the one leaving at this point? I mean, at this point, yes, because the way both sides are dug in, absolutely. I, I mean, again, he had enough time and enough people around him putting the Packers.com Q&A out that if he didn't want to put a message like that out there, he wouldn't have done it. There was enough people that knew that if Aaron Rodgers read this, he would take it a, a certain way, and, and most likely a way in which it felt like he's being blamed for all these issues because he was referenced in it. Like Again, Jason mentioned it as we were coming into break that a different president for Brett Favre knew how to operate with people. It kind of felt like, you know, Mark, Mur- he's saying Mark Murphy doesn't. Even Mark Murphy doing this weird Q&A online, Packers.com. Like, there's a million. He, they, they could have done it, like, through Twitter, which would have felt like at least a little bit more 2021. Yeah, but I get it. But what you win here, um, it, what, what you, what you win here, is that you don't have to do it in real time. Like, of course he's not going to go on Twitter because he can't control it. He got to type this. He got to show it to people in the building. I'm not saying that's better. I'm saying that there's more intention behind this. I think that, like, at some point you could catch him in a moment of honesty in those parts where you're like, man, he probably didn't mean to say this if he's on a podcast. What's happened here is that they're intentionally putting this out there, and the way they put it out Mark Murphy didn't just respond to this on a Saturday morning with his socks on, drinking a cup of coffee, and send it in and post it directly to Packers.com. Like, he, he, he's doing this surrounded by PR people, sur- talking to Goody, trying to do what's best for the Packers organization. And what he's doing is, whether he is intentional, or I shouldn't say intentionally, whether he's, he's saying it in the language he's using or not, is basically saying Aaron Rodgers has divided the fan base. We're committed to Aaron. Is Aaron committed to us? He's putting the onus on Aaron Rodgers in trying to win in the court of public opinion. If that's Goal number one, then ultimately he's probably doing the right thing. But if goal number one is to get Aaron Rodgers to return, I agree with you, Ben. This probably isn't the way to go. And it goes to what Mike Florio said earlier today when he talked about how Mark Murphy might actually just be trying to get Aaron Rodgers to leave but still win in the court of public opinion. The moment he doesn't show up, whether it's to the mandatory minicamp or training camp, the moment he doesn't show up, that's when it goes to DEFCON 1. For Packers fans, and, and I think that Mark Murphy's trying to make sure Rodgers realizes that. And I think deep down, frankly, if I'm Mark Murphy, too, and I don't know that I disagree with this mindset, I think deep down he wants him to not show up. We'll get wow. $30 million plus. We'll trade him next March anyway, and we get a year to figure out what we have in Jordan Love. 
That, again, from the Rich Eisen Show, uh, Mike Florio of Pro Football Talk there, talking about how deep down Murphy doesn't want Rodgers to show up. I have a hard time believing it. Um, I think that the move, the the uh, what he posted there could point you in that direction because he could say, why else would he do it? I would go so far as to say he cares more about winning in the court of public opinion and would be okay if Rodgers made this move. But I don't think Murphy's rooting for it because he'd rather have dirty mail than Aaron Rodgers. He is the president and CEO, and he does handle the business side of the operation. But I still think, forget that $30 million, the Super Bowl that the Packers could potentially win if Aaron Rodgers comes back with this roster is way more valuable than that 30 that Aaron would pay back if he didn't play. Eat Street time, 545. Going to open up my app here, order some Eat Street, the official food delivery partner of Scalzo and Brust, the Milwaukee Brewers, and the Milwaukee Bucks. Started in Madison, Wisconsin, based in Madison, Wisconsin, serving the Madison area, the Milwaukee area, down the Janesville area, all over the state. Eat Street, if you don't have the app, download it today. Tell them what they get, Benny. They get seven days free delivery, and it might even be from the official, unofficial Eat Street driver of Scalzo and Brust. You got Jason in Madison. You may be lucky in Madison. Milwaukee, I know. We have official and official, but I forget his name in Milwaukee. Text in if that's you. Uh, Eat Street. Seven days free delivery for all you new customers. It's not just about the free delivery. It's about the convenience as well. It changes your life. You don't have to cook. You don't have to clean. It makes it so much easier for you. Greg has a two-month-plus-old, or you'd say week-old now, <laughs> right? Like 10-week-old? Are we at 10 weeks almost? Uh, Probably. Yeah, he's, there we go. He's got it almost soon 10-week-old. He's busy <laughs> changing diapers. Right. He's got to help out when he gets home. He's been grinding all day at work. Do you think you know either of them want to cook or clean? No. Do you think my lazy butt wants to cook or clean just by being lazy? No. So I use Eat Street. Seven days free delivery. Get the app. Peter King regurgitated the Mark Tauscher proposal to get Aaron Rodgers and... The Green Bay Packers on the same page. That from this morning, Football Morning in America. We'll talk about it next on Scalzo and Brust. You're listening to Scalzo and Brust. Man, you sound like you're on the love train. Uh, The love boat. Is the love boat a tugboat? The love boat was a great sitcom. I think it was a late 70s sitcom. You know, Benny? The love boat? No. What's a tugboat? (laughs) Stream live and listen anytime on your time on Wisconsin On Demand. Presented by Potosi Brewing Company across ESPN Wisconsin. Adam Schefter reporting on Twitter. I don't know if you could call it a report. Packers quarterback Aaron Rodgers not expected to attend Green Bay's mandatory minicamp that starts Tuesday. Green Bay can opt to find him $93,000 for his absence or it can make it an excused absence and waive the fine. But Rodgers not expected to be there. Uh, Jason Wilby echoed some of those sentiments, although it seemed like he had at least cracked that door open very slightly. Uh, ben Brust, if you're the Green Bay Packers, do you 
fine Aaron Rodgers. Yes, if you want him to continue to not want to be your quarterback. Like, if Mark Murphy and Brian Gutekunst don't want him, they're going to keep trying to make life miserable for him. And it's not, it's not the fact that it's the money. It's just, like, again... Aaron Rodgers talked on Kenny Main Sports Center about it's about the people. That that wouldn't be the Green Bay Packers in Aaron Rodgers' mind investing in their people. That would be them just trying to say up, oh, check a box. He wasn't here, not looking at the overall situation. Josh in Germantown says Mark Murphy's response of Packers.com is another example of Murphy's law. What can be said wrong will be said wrong. I've said it before, but dude keeps putting his foot. In his mouth, 414 wants Mark in New Berlin completely off of our show. He turns off the station when we have him on. He can't stand the idiocy that he spews. That guy sounds softer than Mark in New Berlin. Jeez. I mean, Mark, Mark's a lovable loser. Not, I mean, it's, it's okay to have a lovable, lovable loser on a show. We got Alex Strofe in, in Madison on our show. Shots fired there as we will be having the uh, superior human being decathlon coming up at some point between Alex Strofe and Benny Bruss. When it comes to superiority, though, Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin is better than the rest. If you're going to get windows or doors, you're going to replace windows and doors in your home. Look no further. Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin. You hear Tausch, you talk about the amazing work they did at his home. They did an incredible job replacing the windows and doors and my older home. And right now, you could choose six-year no-interest financing or 40% off installation. PellaWI.com slash radio. PellaWI.com slash radio. Or call 855-PELLA-WI. 855-PELLA-WI by June 30th for your choice. Six years, no interest financing or 40% off installation. Tell them that we sent you. Ben Brust, what happens tomorrow? What's more likely, the Bucks tie the series up 1-1 tonight or Aaron Rodgers shows up tomorrow for mandatory minicamp? Both situations pretty dim in my mind, but I go with the Bucks beating the Nets. They did shoot poorly, but again, it's not just about the Bucks shooting poorly. The Nets played well. Like You know what I mean? Like You also got to stop the Nets and score. You think you can hear those Bucks up? You can hear those bucks up next in Madison on the tee in Milwaukee.